0: Hello everyone my name is Arvind and this is episode 15 of Arv's Notes. So in the last episode I I talked to um, the Gartner Hype Cycle and how you can use this as a real effective tool when it comes to assessing technology and its applicability for your business. How you can take advantage of the technology at various points in that cycle. In an effort to help shift your perspective shift your opinions on how you should make technology-based decisions especially in this emerging trend but sometimes it's great to show these with real examples where this has happened before so we can take some learnings out of it so that we don't make the same mistakes into the future and you know i'm only just 29 now about to hit my 30s next year and so while i wasn't around for the majority of this Um, the biggest example that comes to mind when it comes to the hype cycle um, and some of the pitfalls that come around with going along following uh, the sheep as it were uh, is definitely the internet and so this episode i really wanted to go into how the hype cycle effectively was um was viewed when we saw the internet the dot-com bubble um and then as well, one other technology that, in, that we have seen over the last, you know, 18 months that has really followed that almost to a T um, and just showing that we often don't learn from past mistakes. We don't learn from um, past events and so uh, really arm ourselves with that perspective as we start to look at other technologies uh, so we're making it for the right decisions. So the internet was, um, it's been around for such a long time, I think it was created in the the late 60s um, out of a US defense uh, project, which then went mainstream, I will not even call it mainstream, but then was then made available to the public in around the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. But it wasn't until about 94, 95, when you first got your first sort of like web browser, and I think it was the Mosaic browser. Um, that it really made it really readily available to the general public and so you started to see adoption by everyday people like you and me and then really not till Windows 95 or 97, I can't remember which release but I think 95 that you know, Microsoft's operating system um, allowed you easy access to the internet and in then that, from that 95 period to about 2000 we started to see the beginnings of this hype cycle really take shape and while, and because of that ability to access the internet to the general public, that was really your technology's emergence um, point in that hype cycle, which is, again, down here, uh, down the bottom, as we start to move up that hype cycle. Um, and as the internet evolved and you started to see a whole bunch of companies built around the internet come to light, we started to see a lot of investment into the sector. And over that 4-5 to five year period, from ninety five all the way through to 2000, we saw this increasing amount of hype, and a lot of hype. And while it doesn't necessarily follow the adoption cycle per se in terms of the percentage of people adopting it, because we saw so many people leveraging it, and so many companies being built on the back of it, where I see that cycle really been playing out is the value that it created for the world around us. And so you had a lot of companies being fueled by IPOs, being injected with huge amounts of capital. Um, You know, people were just investing on technologies that had dot-com in its title. Um, You know, I had a number of colleagues uh, in my days at Optus who were around during this period. And even they told me that they would just invest into anything because people were making stupid amounts of money on the, uh, the back of IPOs starting at $15 and they're released to market and you know having a 1,000% increase over a, over a 10-day period. You know, it was crazy and people got brought into this hype. They were putting a lot of money into the system um, and funding these companies, these internet-based companies that were at that point not actually delivering anything they weren't ha- they didn't have any revenue they were built off an idea as to what they wanted to build they needed the money to build it and so all they were doing was just burning a lot of cash so you went up to kept going up 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 and then it got to a point where all these companies started running out of money everything that they had raised um was effectively being spent. It was paying wages of employees. You know, employees were given stock options. They were rich on paper, but the moment that the money dried up and they couldn't afford to pay people anymore, that's when this bubble started to, to crash as well. Around that same point, uh, the Japanese went into a recession, and so it started to trigger a number of events that eventually led to the dot-com crash uh, in and amongst the 2000s. And you start to see all these internet companies at their height being effectively run out of business going bankrupt um and then you saw that plummet on that hype cycle the disillusionment of what this dot-com bubble was you know the internet is a fad it was you know it was uh all hype a lot of money was lost and so all the negativity in the media again uh, creating that downward trend And then, of course, on the way up, um, because you had a lot of companies that actually did weather the storm of the dot-com era, such as Cisco, such as Google, um, such as Amazon, who came out, and and Microsoft, obviously, and, and Apple. But they came out of this hype cycle. They took a huge hit on the back of that stock market crash. Um, but ultimately survived because they actually had a product that was creating value to an end customer. They had revenues to support um, their survival. And so when they came out, they obviously became uh, leaders in their field. But the rhetoric, all the conversation around the dot-com bubble and the dot-com crash has been around the huge investments that were made on the stock market on the back of a lot of these companies being publicly listed and less about what the technology actually represented. And as we look back onto this, if people were to look in the dot-com crash, that's what they associate it with. But rather, if you understood what the internet actually was and see it as a piece of technology, then you start to look at that in a very, very different light. And the internet for everything that we see today is so incredibly fundamental that if you don't have that level of appreciation for what it's delivering today, um, I don't think any of us can make the right decisions when it comes to technology. And so if you're a, uh, a data sales specialist for any kind of telco, I think this point is going to be incredibly important for any one of your engagements with customer around why they need to spend um, on reliable internet infrastructure. Internet, whether it be networking, fiber, wireless it doesn't really matter why it's so important everything that we do today especially with all the tech companies is only possible because of the internet and the internet as corny as it sounds is literally the information superhighway it's given you the ability to transfer data and information from one point to another almost instantaneously And the reason why I'm going to go through this is is because I want to give you a level of appreciation for what it actually is and how it enables so many other industries around us. Now, the Internet, because of that, is able, is given rise to a number of industries that without it, it would just not be possible whatsoever. You think about video conferencing you think about various communication solutions that provide more than just the telephone and the ability to see voice but now you're seeing me via video you're getting a greater experience getting more value from this the ability to share this instantaneously with hundreds of millions of people across the world is only cap- it's only possible because I have an internet connection and because I'm a- and because I'm able to transfer this data to essentially hosted platform, which then is able to distribute to so many people when you look at cloud computing and any software as a service company the only reason why we can access cloud infrastructure and cloud infrastructure at the end of the day is consolidated infrastructure it's leveraging the economies of scale in order to provide a cheaper more reliable and more effective way of having compute infrastructure the only reason why that exists today is because of the internet because the internet has allowed us access to send information to our cloud provider that cloud provider to then store it or if they're a software company like a sas company leverage that infrastructure to do its piece of value on that piece of data and then send it back to us in its new form to provide us the value right and that's only possible because of the internet you start looking at technologies like blockchain. You know, blockchain is only possible because of the internet. Right? Blockchain is an immutable ledger that is a network of multiple computers validating every single transaction that happens, every single addition onto that ledger is only possible because of the internet. And so it's very easy to look at the dot-com crash the rise of the internet as uh as a very very disastrous point in investment history a very disastrous point in um uh investments for the general public with obviously with the crash but out of that you have to realize that it laid the foundation for one of the most incredible pieces of technology today which is enabling so much and ultimately that's the hype cycle it was a technology that was not well understood early on people invested because they didn't understand what it was doing people invested out of being blind to uh, the money that was available in the system and so they lost money but at the end of it while you know we lost trillions of dollars in value on the stock market i know people lost a lot of money from what they invested into these companies The aftermath of it was an accelerated deployment of infrastructure, such as fiber optic networking and the distribution of the internet itself to so many people. And of course, then a lot of compute infrastructure that was built in the back of it. And so modern day technology was accelerated because of all that investment. And while a lot of it was lost and you could not say we got a positive return on investment, Uh, we did get some advancement which then laid the foundation for the newer internet companies like Facebook. And so, you know, when we start to see it from from a technology lens and not just the financial lens, we start to see that the internet was 100% an incredible piece of technology. It was almost the instantaneous transfer of information from one location to another that in itself would enable so many new organizations. So don't get lost in the hype, see the technology for its merit, and then you'll be able to make the right decisions, unlike so many of us in that internet era. And then more recently, we've seen the same cycle happen again. And and it's absolutely incredible because it's happened in the last 18 months, and that is cryptocurrency. You know, I talked to blockchain before, but cryptocurrency, has followed almost the exact same trend as the internet.com crash. Maybe not as huge or as volatile. Well, just as volatile, but maybe not as huge. Um, But you still have a lot of the media talking about it. You have a lot of newer entrants that are just pumping in a huge amount of money, not even knowing what blockchain actually is. Blockchain being the technology behind uh, cryptocurrencies. With the promise that I'm going to make A shitload of money if I put it into cryptocurrencies. So, you know, we saw it. We saw this meteoric rise of Bitcoin and then some of its secondary competitors, uh, like an Ethereum, like a NEO, uh, and a range of other cryptocurrencies. You know, you got hundreds of ICOs, initial coin offerings, um, uh, that were being launched, similar to the IPOs of so many of the internet companies, taking huge amounts of value or m- cryptocurrency or money at this point um, and then ultimately because they don't deliver any real value in the real world they kind of died off and then so this hype reached its maximum and it absolutely crashed but that does not mean that blockchain the technology behind cryptocurrency doesn't hold a lot of merit I'll hold that discussion for another another episode about, you know, blockchain trust and what it actually could mean to our society. But when you look at blockchain, and we'll take it back to the technology itself. If you look at blockchain on the merit of what its technology actually is, it will be part of our society in some way, shape or form. Because the ability to have an immutable ledger of transactions, of information and change is incredibly valuable for where we don't have this today whether it be health records whether it be currency whether it be contracts you know these are all different things that are here in our society today that could be done better leveraging blockchain and that is the actual definition of innovation innovation is something different that creates value We are now delivering these different elements in our society in more effective and efficient ways in cheaper ways in many regard because you've got this ledger that's doing all of that work for you and so therefore we are creating value and so where we create value the technology will succeed so when we start to look at blockchain for its merit you start to realize that the hype of you know teenagers giving cryptocurrency advice following trends and analyses, have painted it in a bad light. And then mass media has hyped it. Mass media is hyping its decline, its demise, saying that it's a fad, it's never going to work out. But if you look at it on a merit basis, you start to realize the technology has got a place in our society. It's just a matter of to what degree that it will permeate our society and how many industries will leverage it. And only time can tell. But now, with that understanding, we can make far better decisions. And that's the important piece here. We need to shift our assessment of technology to a meritocracy, a merit-based system, an understanding of the technology itself fundamentally, and how it could create meaningful impact that leads to value. And not just the hype of making a quick buck. And then everyone calling it fads, you just... Uh, you just go along with mass media. And so that's really the the point I wanted to make here. You know, so many technologies follow this hype cycle. You know, AR has followed it. Augmented reality, virtual reality followed it. You know, Google Glass is probably a great example um, of the hype of an augmented reality world that then collapsed. Uh, but by no means is that technology uh, redundant. Uh, you're looking at the Internet of Things that went through a huge level of hype. Not necessarily as volatile as what we've seen in the internet and blockchain uh but it did go through the hype and now that's maturing as well and so you've got the internet of things um you've got now this whole smart city and smart home piece that went through a hell a lot of hype as well granted it's a subset of um it's a subset of the internet oh sorry it's a subset of the internet of Things. Uh, but nonetheless, it was a, its own class of technologies that went through a level of height that's now mellowed out and is now starting to evolve um, quite well. And so we see with every single technology to differing degrees of volatility. But what we do know now, if we look at it from merit basis, we can start to see we're going to create value and therefore make better decisions. So that's it for this episode. It was a bit long-winded. I think I got a bit carried away with some of the descriptions, but hopefully, hopefully um, this brought some value to you. And if anything, shifted your perspective away from hype when it comes to technology to starting to look at it for its merit. Because if I did that, I achieved what I really wanted to out of this particular podcast and uh, vlog series. So there's nothing more for me to say here, but thank you so much again for your time. If you could, please share this content, like it on the platforms that you're watching it. You know, it helps with getting that natural reach out to so many other people that could find this of value. And as always, thank you so much for your time and I can't wait to see you guys next time.